7 o'clock. Good morning, pal. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Busy Thursday show. Hopefully you'll give us a full three or as much time as you possibly can today because you might miss something. I got about 28 minutes in me, if that works. So You just, are required oh, to I be here until the finish. No, there's Because you're paid to be here. So you'll you'll be here till exactly ten o'clock. Perfect. Ten o'clock. I'm out. Mission accomplished. If everything's done. Well, I said paid to be here till ten. I believe we have that on tape. To do the show till ten. Oh, there's the fine print. Yeah. There are other. Yeah. Duties as you it's like well a timeshare sales pitch. You got to read the fine print, <laughs> or you're gonna get divorced. Well, let's hope this doesn't lead to a divorce between us. That's true. How many years I'm not fit many, for a real job. How many years has it been now? Uh, this iteration of the show, this will be nine coming up in July. Wow. I'm as surprised as anybody. I know. <laughs> it's like, we've been doing this together for nine years, yeah. really? Wow. Okay. I think it's the fact we don't do like the Dan Patrick show. Mm-hmm. We take our vacations at different times, so we get twice as much time away. That's than that's other true. People do. That's probably true. Yeah, that helps out a lot. That's provided uh, for the longevity. Yeah, of this program, which actually, this show started ninety. I ver- the original version of it, mm-hmm. like ninety five, ninety six. Mm-hmm. And I I've been on it in some fashion since 02. Yeah. You know, so. Chris Britt and I did mm-hmm. afternoon, half an hour in the afternoon. Yeah. On a KQIL before we Look changed the name. Yeah. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Made the transition from country radio to, uh, to sports talk back in the mid 90s. All right. Well, nine years and hopefully nine hopefully more. more. And hopefully a lot more. I'm going to yeah. put a date on it. Hopefully a lot more in front of us. We've got a busy show this morning. Coming up in a few minutes, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, will join us. Uh, Colorado with a lighter week this week. Uh, they play at Utah on Saturday, but uh, not uh, the, the travel that Mark's been doing. Buffs, they get the win at Washington, but they lost to Washington State. But uh, very much in the in the hunt in the in the Pac-12 right now. We'll talk with Mark about that. Also uh, about the Buffs football schedule. And Deion Sanders unveiled that schedule on Undisputed, which has become now the apparently the official. The unofficial home the, of the Colorado Buffaloes Colorado sports. Buffaloes football. And uh, talked about some schools. Called him, according to him, about leaving Colorado to go coach at their institutions. So we'll dive into that with Mark coming up a little bit. We'll also have a Montrose girls basketball coach Steve Skiff uh, his team right now in the top team or in the top 10 in uh, the 5A RPI at the moment and uh, they'll have Grand Junction over on the monkey which you can hear on 95.7 here in the valley if you can't make it if you're from the valley and uh, you're a Grand Junction fan mm-hmm. Montrose is 93.5 FM over on the monkey that's tomorrow night with uh, Pat Hooley and Lance Reddy and uh, Montrose takes on Grand Junction and boys and girls basketball. So uh, 
Should be a really good boys matchup tomorrow night with the, the Tigers and the Red Hawks. So uh, plenty to get to on the program this morning. Chassis Commissioner Mike Kruger is going to stop by. Uh, we'll talk with Mike uh, about a couple of things we addressed yesterday with uh, District 51 Athletic Director Paul Payne. Make sure you've got that at the ready for Mike. I will. And uh, about how they're changing the, 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 the fee structure for the postseason for wrestling tournaments and basketball and things like that. Uh, also, voting down the shot clock, though Paul said don't don't think that this is over and then it's done, that they're never going to bring back, or at least the idea of a shot clock uh, proposal coming back to the Chassel Legislative Council. It's dead now, but like Freddy Krueger or like Jason or anything, it could, it could come back at some mm-hmm. point, and we'll talk with Mike about that. But he's got uh, an announcement involving the Western Slope and, and Chassel trying to establish better communications with the Western Slope. Um, that's, ex- that's definitely it. All front-range teams away from the Western Slope at all costs. Is, is that the announcement? Mm, no. No. No, oh, okay, no, okay. no. This is a really, it's a really good it's thing. It's a good thing. I, a, know, I know what the announcement okay, is. Okay, it's yeah. a good thing. But uh, we'll, we'll talk with Mike about that. We'll have our, our team's team of the week. It was going to be last week's team's team of the week. But unfortunately, there were some issues that kept that from happening. So we decided to move them to this week, and they just added to that resume. So it uh, it works out nicely. So we'll have that. Also, Laura Gutierrez of the Cutter Mason women's basketball team, uh, Tyler Franson had the chance to talk with her. We'll have that coming up later on this morning. So we have a lot to, to get to in the program. Also, don't forget, we'll have our uh, Buffalo Wild Wings qualifiers this morning for uh, the big game giveaway, which we'll do uh, this time next week. Mm-hmm. And it's a table for six and 50 wings for the big game, February 11th. Uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers out at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings at the mall. So we'll get a qualifier in this morning. Uh, one an hour, by the way, for that. So, uh, and of course, we'll have the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is. So we have a lot to get to. Yeah. It's a busy, busy, busy show. Busy show this morning. All right. Um, Nuggets last night uh, falling at Oklahoma City. Nikola Jokic didn't play for the first time since November with lower back pain. Uh-oh, no max contract. Should totally redo these rules. And then now we have the, the Joel Embiid thing where he now has, has to have knee surgery. Yeah. I don't have, we, we didn't really, we didn't, we kind of cracked on him. A little bit. For, for not playing in Denver. It just seemed... Because he wasn't on the injury report. Once yeah. again, I'm going to defend those that criticized him because mm-hmm. he wasn't on the injury report. But they said he had knee soreness. And that's why he, quote, didn't play. For the fourth straight time, he didn't play in Denver. And that led speculation from people in the pile. Does he have sickle cell? Mm-hmm. Is that why he doesn't play? He just doesn't want to talk about it publicly. They said it was the knee. Well, now... He injures his knee, and now it's like, well, maybe maybe there was something there. But then again, if that was a problem, why didn't they just say on the injury report, right. he's got a knee problem right now? They didn't do that. He's got a bad knee from carrying this franchise for the last <laughs> 10 years. And now they're going to have to do it without him for a while. Oh, oh that's unfortunate. But uh, Nikola Jokic uh, out last night with the lower back pain. Denver fought hard against Shea Gilgus-Alexander, who will be a fellow starter with Nikola Jokic in the All-Star game coming up. 
But uh, fourth quarter, we'll hear from a little post Malone from Coach Michael Malone coming up. One of the things I liked what Malone said was we competed, we played hard, it was on the road, but we're the defending NBA champions. And essentially saying without saying it, that we can't just go, well, Nicole Jokic is a blame, so. Yeah, you can't raise the white, the white flag. flag because Nikola Jokic isn't playing. Yeah. You still ended up with, you know, six guys in double figures, including two off the bench. You held the Thunder to 105 at home. It's pretty darn good. It's pretty good. Thunder's a good team. But they but the offensive rebounding by the Thunder in the fourth quarter killed Denver. Just awful. And awful defensive rebound in the second half by the Nuggets. Den- Denver had 15 threes, but as Michael Malone said, geez, we could have hit 30. We just shots didn't fall. Yeah. And he didn't like the way that they rebounded in the fourth quarter. That came back to hurt them. They had some some turnovers in the fourth quarter that came back to hurt them. And so, while, yeah, there were some good things. Mm-hmm. He was frustrated with, we're still the defending NBA champions we still had Jamal Murray out there. We still had Aaron Gordon out there. We still had KCP out there. Yeah. We still we still had enough talent to go there and win, and you, we didn't get it done. You're no longer afforded moral victories as the defending team. Mm-hmm. You are not, and that's the, that's why I love Michael Moore. Yeah. It's like we're not we're not sitting back going, "Well, gee, Nicola didn't play, so what like, did this you expect?" Isn't, this isn't a huge, frustrating, you know, throw stuff, throw papers in the air type loss. But it's, it's a loss, and it's not a great one. You were missing Nikola Jokic. You were still within five. You get two more defensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. You make Shea Gilgis-Alexander work for a couple of those buckets in the second half. You probably end up winning yeah, that game. He had 34 Jokic. last night, and you're right. If you, play, if you play a little cleaner, better, get on the glass mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, you go in there and people are going, hey, Look, look what they did with that. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, that, that's pretty darn good. That team is still really good, even when that guy doesn't play. They're negative six in rebounds, plus three in turnovers. They're kind of right right there. I mean, it was a five-point game. You look at the box score, it's a five-point game yeah. all, all over the place. Yeah. You know, Shea Gill's just Alexander goes for 34. No one else has more than 18. You got six guys in double figures, and you lose by five. That's a game you should have won. If yeah. you're within five without Nikola Jokic, you probably should have won that game. Yeah. Against one of the better teams in the Western Conference right now in Oklahoma City. And that may mean the difference of game seven being in Oklahoma City yeah. or in Denver at some point. You know, like I said, we haven't hit the all-star break yet, but you go back and there are moments in the season, games that you mm-hmm. have the potential to win and you let slip through your fingers. And that was one of them last night for the Nuggets without Nikola Jokic. I want to announce, by the way, we have our uh, never-ending contest winner, Susan Falzone, uh wins this month, the four, or for last month, I should say, four one-year dual memberships to Crossroads Fitness Center. So congratulations to Susan Falzone. And this month, England Fence giving away $5,000 towards all their fence products, uh, a, a custom entry gates, and electric gate operators, a pergola, or a log archway. So we can go nice. toward toward five grand toward any one of those things with England fence and Montrose. Think about that. Like to replace your fence, England fence. They they've got they've got you covered on any style you're looking for. 
looking for a pergola in your backyard. It's always a nice, nice thing to have. Mm-hmm. Architecturally, always looks great. A log archway, $5,000. Englandfence.com, by the way. So that's the prize this month for February, on this first day of February, for the never-ending contest. So anytime you win on this show, you're qualified for the never-ending contest. Yep. Once again, all the details at the team1340.com. All right, 712, Jim along with Buckeye today. And uh, get some thoughts on the, the Nuggets uh, loss last night. Uh, what's going on at the Senior Bowl? Nuggets, can, or the Broncos, excuse me, continue to do their evaluation of some of the quarterbacks there. We'll, uh, we'll dive into that around uh, the NFL coming up at the top of next hour. They've had some practices on NFL Network for the Senior Bowl. Some of those quarterbacks aren't looking too good. Yeah, I've seen just a little bit, and yeah, like, I'm, I'm with you on that. Bo Nix hit a guy in stride. <laughs> I mean, at some point. Because that's supposed to be his strength is yeah. his accuracy. Yeah, little Jared Stidham hit a guy in stride at some point. Boy, the name that keeps coming up a lot, though, is Michael Pratt. The two-lane quarterback. Mm-hmm. It seems it seems like right now, it's w- at least what we keep you keep hearing. And this is such a card game. I mean, you, you sometimes people scouts yeah throw names out and throw people off the track when it comes to the draft time. But but the two-lane quarterback Pratt and Bo Nix are the two names that keep coming up a lot when. The discussion turns to the Broncos and the quarterbacks that they kind of like right now. Because those two guys could be there at number 12. Because obviously the rest of them, Drake May and Caleb mm-hmm. Williams and Mike Pennix Jr. are probably going to be gone at that by that point in time. And um, so anyway, we'll, we'll dive into that more uh, around the NFL top of the 8 o'clock hour. So if you've got something on your mind today, text or call us 970 all right, 714, and it's time for... What's happening? And it's brought to you by ComWest. They're your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal is to help your business grow. And they can help you with network support, PC and server support. They can install surveillance cameras for you, a business phone system if it needs an upgrade, if you need a new one. It'll replace it like we did here several years ago. Uh, they put ours in, and uh, it's a fantastic phone system, so they can help you with things also like backup and disaster recovery as well. Uh, we've all been there, right, personal mm-hmm. and and uh, business-wise. Uh, call ComWest today, 970-242-8142, or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, lead things off with the Nuggets on the road last night at Oklahoma City. Without Nikola Jokic, who set out with lower back pain, Nuggets lose by five to the Thunder, 105 to 100. And it was the first game since November the Nuggets played without Nikola Jokic in the lineup. Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, and Reggie Jackson all scored 16 points each in the loss. Denver coach Mike Malone says poor fourth quarter rebounding really hurt them. They had seven offense rebounds in the fourth quarter for 10 points. I mean, we, we get a couple of key stops late, and they just can't corral the rebound. So you give them extra opportunities. Uh, and the other thing is we had five turnovers in the fourth quarter for eight points. So that's 18 of their fourth quarter points, uh, 32 fourth quarter points that were off of offensive rebounds. Thunder All-Star Shea Gilgos-Alexander scored a game by 34 points. The Nuggets are a half game by in Oklahoma City and a game and a half back of Minnesota for the lead in the Western Conference. Grand Junction High Wrestling Team wrestled their final matches Wednesday night in the old Tigers gym. Grand Junction defeated cross-town rival Central 47-36 as Tigers 106-pounder Kairosau Wall was one of seven Grand Junction wrestlers to win by pin. 
Grand Junction also defeated Durango 42-39 to with all the Tigers points coming on forfeits. Grand Junction will wrestle in their new gym when the new school opens next fall. I believe the number that I saw from the local paper was like 76 state wrestling champions over the years in that gym. Sounds about right. Yeah. And um, also I believe it was uh, Grand Junction wrestling, like the, the Japanese all-stars in that same gym as well. Ray Coca that used to do wrestling with us and was a member of the Tigers wrestling team back then. Um, saw a piece in the uh, the local paper about that as well, uh, about that experience and how they, they, they managed to find fit 5,000 people in there it's, to watch those matches uh, back in the 60s. But um, Central also wrestled Durango, and they defeated the Demons 60-21 to with 132-pound Tristan Dean, 157-pound Hassan Mains, 175-pound Jeremy Griffith, all winning by pin. Also, uh, we have Maverick basketball tonight on the team. Cotter Mesa women face a Westminster team that's come back to earth. The Griffins are 3-16 and 16 overall, 1-12 in the Armac. Most importantly for Cotter Mesa, they're 0-9 in road games this season. Mavs head coach Taylor Wagner says the rebuilding Griffins will still want to compete with the Armac's best, especially Cotter Mesa. They had a coaching change, and it was kind of later in the year, and maybe they didn't get the kids that they wanted. But you know how it is. It's still like we're everybody's Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, everyone gets up to play us. They'll be ready to play us. They're still fighting and want to get better, and the coach wants to coach them up. We've just got to continue to get better each and every game. The Maverick women are coming off a double overtime win at Western on Tuesday night when Olivia Reed scored 30 points and had 24 rebounds. In that game, Maverick men look to make it 2-0 this week after defeating Western Colorado 67-45 Tuesday. The Mavericks host Westminster tonight as well. Uh, Westminster men have been struggling like the women. They're 5-14 overall, 1-12 in the Armac, and they're 0-6 on the road. Mavs head coach Mike DeGeorge says that's not a reason to count them out. They are very capable, looked really good in stretches. I mean, they had Fort Lewis on the ropes in that first half, and then they just kind of ran out of gas down the stretch. But they've had segments of a lot of games where they've been right there. They just haven't been able to put a full 40 minutes together, uh, you know, recently. Colorado Mason, Westminster, tonight on the Team Sports Network from Brownson Arena. Women's pregame at 5.15. They'll tip it to 5.30, the minute 7.30 tonight. Maverick basketball brought to you by Ken Richards. State Farm. And also yesterday, the Seattle Seahawks announcing the hiring of Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. He's 36. He will be the youngest head coach in the NFL. He's half the age of the guy that was there previously, Pete Carroll. All right, 718, and that's... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help or a new business phone system or increased surveillance, call ComWest today, 970-242-8142. Or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, up next, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, will join us as the Colorado men's basketball team plays at Utah this Saturday. We'll preview that and talk about the uh, the Buffs football schedule as well. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show. They need a wake-up call. Call or text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line, 970-242-1340. <laughs> It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. He joins us every Thursday on the program, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Jim, fantastic. I can't believe it's Thursday already. You guys surprised me this morning. I was I, Wednesday. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> this shouldn't be calling me. It's, it's yeah, not Thursday already. Today, for goodness sake. Yeah, come on. It's it's Tuesday, right? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, we, we, I think I have to, we have to, we're going to rat him out, aren't we, Jerry Schimmel? We had uh, Jerry on the other day. Right. And uh, 
Jerry was uh, doing a little Mark Johnson impersonation last oh, week. Oh, is that right? Yes, he was. And he, he said at one point that he would call in as you to certain programs and uh, pretend to be you and kind of throw people off the off the track a little bit. Well, okay, now, um, I am wondering. Now, you're going to have to tell me here because okay. knowing Jerry's natural voice, how was he able to pull that off, by the way? I don't know. I, Buckeye, is there any way you can track that tape down of Jerry? Uh, Yeah, I'll see if I can. What day was that? It would have been, la- I think he was on right after Mark. So right. Last little, I'll see if I can find something. See if you can find Jerry doing... Doing more. I'll try. Uh, you know, it's it's funny you bring this up. Um, the the gentleman that does Washington State, uh, Matt Chasnow, and they and I were talking being there last weekend, and uh, he was at Syracuse as a student to show you how old I am uh, when I was there and uh, doing the, the orange, and, and I was teaching in the Newhouse School, and he was too young to take my class. My class was an upper level class, and so he wasn't able to take it. But he lived with a bunch of guys that took my class. You know, Jason Benetti, who's doing. Oh, yes. Stuff right now Sensational broadcaster. Yeah, and uh, and anyway, so those guys, a bunch of them all lived together. And so we're talking, and, you know, what is that? That's 22 years ago, right? So uh, by now he's, you know, he's, what, 40, almost 40, 41, 42 years old. He says to me the other day, he says, you know, I, I, I feel like I can tell you this now. I've always been afraid to say it to you. And I said, what? And he said, you do know that, that all the guys and I, all the guys who lived, it was like four or five of them lived together. Whenever we call each other and leave a voicemail, we all do your voice when we leave the voicemail. So uh, I said, well, I want one of you guys to call me and leave the voicemail. He's like, no, nobody will ever do that. They're <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear Shim's uh, Mark Johnson. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, as they like to say, Mark. It, it's so you've got a Buckeye. I got some, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's, here's Jerry doing you, Mark. You know, that's okay. If you've got Mark Johnson there, he likes to talk like this, Jim. He's got this big, deep voice, and he goes on forever, so those segments will take a little bit longer than you think they will. Because we got to, because we, we were having a great conversation. We got to yeah, Jerry a little bit yeah. late, and so that's, that was, uh, Jerry taking some shots at you, Mark. right there at oh, the no. end, it looks like. Wow. Like, he, I thought, he, did, I, he did kind of go after me, didn't he? I know. I, I don't know if we we should have played that. I'm I'm thinking I we stepped didn't into a, catch that particular think, part of it. Actually, I, think we I didn't stepped listen into to a that. hornet's nest here a little bit. Maybe yeah, I don't was know. Was he basically saying that I, I I get I'm kind of windy in my responses? Is that what he was getting at? Well, I think you're very thorough. Not I, us. I don't. Want, no, I didn't. That was Jerry. That's I said, for clarification. I just said Jerry. Sorry, we we had Mark on. We got we got you a little late. My apologies. And that's all I think because <laughs> I have been accused. Ask my wife. I'm accused of being very long winded. Sure. And I'm, I'm, an, I'm a classic over-explainer, according sure. to the, right. a lot of people that know me. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to mansplain. I just, I over-explain. You're, you're like one everybody. of the guys who, when we ask you what time it is, you tell us how the watch was made? Is that is that your deal? Uh, sometimes. I get probably more detail <laughs> than is necessary on you, you know, what, what's funny about it is, in my personal life, I'm not a talker, okay? I, I don't you have long-winded explanations. Uh, when I'm on the air with people, I always figure, you know what, I've been the guy on the other end doing the interview, and you got to fill 10 minutes. I need a little help, so I make sure I give you 40-second uh, answers instead of five. I did an interview the other day, by the way, with this person shall remain nameless. And I asked the first question, and the response was yes. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, okay. Now i got to work. Now i got to work. Cause you've been there. You know oh, that. I've been yeah. there been there a million times. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you really got to work. I always try and figure I help out broadcast. I want to give you a good, good solid 30 to... 40 seconds to give you an answer that fills some time for you. So, Mark, it's perfect. It's not It's not me. It's a, It's <laughs> apparently it's a Jerry Schimmel problem that we're dealing well, with here. So, uh, well, you know, 
you know what? Uh, next time I see Jerry, we're going to have a wrestling match now. I like your odds. I, I really like I'll your chances, Mark. No you, yeah. uh, we like we like Jim. We like you, man. But I would I would put all my bet the house on you. Strong on calves, bike rider guy. But I like yeah. the length that Mark brings. I definitely like the length that well, Mark brings you to that. Something now. You, you may you may think that just on the surface, but Gary or Jerry rather escaped death. So he's a pretty tough dude. Too. That is so, true. When you, you know? survive a plane crash and you That's save right. people from the plane yeah. crash. I mean, you can't really put a number on that on like yeah. MMA to 2025. Exactly. Or that that's yep. an, that's that's one that's hard to, to to measure. That's one of the immeasurables there, if you will, <laughs> in regard to Jerry Schimmel. We don't want that. To, I feel bad now. I feel like we've started we've started something we shouldn't have started here. No, no, it's, it's okay. Okay, okay Mark. Um, sure, I was on vacation last week, so. <laughs> I've had I've had a lot worse things said about me by a lot better people. So that's okay. Oh, ooh, ooh. That I believe a, they're now even. That was a, I, I think yeah. I think now I think the, the playing field has now been leveled between yeah. uh, between and Mark I and Jerry. Jer- Jerry's one of the good people in this business. I love Jerry. He he certainly is. I think it was all all meant very very tongue sure. in cheek and very fun. Without question. Uh, Without you have question. to like this week uh, a little lighter week for you. Uh, Utah coming up on Saturday, but. Uh, you know, for, for Colorado, I mean, the Buffs have played themselves right back into things and in the Pac-12 uh, title chase, uh, you know, 6-4 and four right now. Arizona 6-3, yep. and three, Oregon 6-3, and three, and there's Tad and the Buffs right there breathing down their necks. Well, yeah, no, without question. I mean, we're right in the middle of it, but, you know, the one that got away was that game at, at Washington State. Yeah. Washington State's a very good team, by the way. That was a quad one game right there because they're so highly thought of. You know, you win that ball game and you're sitting at 7-3, and three, so you're, you're sitting... At top, you know, at the top of this thing by a half game, and and so the Colorado let one get away in that in that contest. But right now, I think the stretch run of the season atop the Pac-12 is going to be fascinating to watch because you've got, as you mentioned, Arizona, you got Oregon, Utah is going to be in that conversation. Arizona State's sitting in a Stanford sitting in there right now. They're kind of a little bit of a surprise along with the Buffaloes, and and I'm probably missing somebody else. But uh, you know, it's it's a it's a crowded top of the Pac-12 by about five, maybe six teams. And, and I think it's going to be a heck of a run down the stretch here. And, and the good news is the Buffs have got Arizona coming here. Uh, we do have to go to uh, the Oregon schools, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to remember who, where we're home and away at this point. But uh, nonetheless, we've got some big games coming up and a chance to uh, really do some damage. And, and Colorado is healthy now, so knock on wood, you know. And uh, so I, you know, I, I feel real good about the stretch run of the season. And the one thing about Washington was disappointing, just the, the way the Cougars out-rebounded the Buffs, 40 to, to 35 in that one little bit. Yep. Uh, Buffs also shot it under 38%. So those were a couple of numbers, Mark, that really worked against Tad and the guys. Yeah, and I think that if memory serves, I think that's only the third time this season that Colorado <clears throat> excuse me, has been uh, out-rebounded. And, and so but the Buffs are a very good rebounding team, but they did get... To borrow the Tad term he used all the time, we got punked on the boards. And, and the other number you bring up was interesting. The bus did shoot like 41%, as I recall, from outside the arc. But inside the arc, Tad was telling me on Monday during our show, <clears throat> I think they shot like 25% inside the arc. And so what that tells you, it goes along with the rebounding numbers. Colorado was missing a number of shots at the rim. It was a very physical ball game. And there were a couple of guys you could tell were bothered by that. And so... That's the reason for the rebounding numbers the way they were, being outshot, or rather having a low shooting percentage inside the arc because you were taking contact at the rim and missing shots. And and so uh, that's something they have to address moving forward. Mark Johnson, voice of Buffalo, is with us today as Colorado plays at Utah on Saturday. Got uh, Craig Smith in his third year coaching the Utes. Uh, uh, He was at Colorado State and Nebraska as assistant previously, and right now they're they're 14-7, 5-5. 
in, in conference play. And while they just reading some notes on this, uh, Tad Boyle kind of scouting the Utes a little bit, said you know, really tall basketball team, a yep. team that's had to deal with a lot of injury problems this year. Yeah. Well, they, they have, but, you know, no, Colorado's not going to feel bad for them because nope. the Buffs have, have had the same thing. And so, you know, that's part of the deal. But, you know, Brandon Carlson, uh, seven-footer inside, is a very good player. Um, you know, he's averaging 17, 18 a game, and I don't know, six, seven rebounds, and he's able to step out and stretch things about 35, 36% from, from outside the arc. And so he's a very good player. We don't know about Raleigh Wooster. Now, he's their point guard, and he's kind of the guy – uh, as Ted and I were talking the other day, he talked about it. He said he kind of sets the tone for them. He's kind of a tough, you know, gritty little guy. He's missed a few ball games with an injury, and so we're not sure if he's going to be back. He runs the point guard position for them, and he said, you know, 10.5 rebound, but, uh, you know, also I think four or five assists per ball game. And so he really sets the tone. We'll see if he's able to play. We're going to see Lawson Loverick, yeah. uh, the former buff, who's you know, had his ups and downs and, and playing okay uh, for Utah at this point in time. And so that added to kind of another wrinkle to the, you know, again, the uh, storyline, if you will, this weekend. Mark Johnson voiced the Buffaloes with us. Uh, once again, Colorado at Utah coming up on Saturday. Mark, uh, let's flip it over to uh, the release of the Buffs' uh, 2024 football schedule, the the, sure. the return to the Big 12 for uh, for the Colorado Buffaloes. And it'll start with North Dakota State, August 31st at Folsom Field. And look, as Kansas State and others have found out over the years, uh, North Dakota State, one of the, the perennial uh, powers in, in FCS football, that's never an easy game when it's no. North Dakota State. It's always one that you have. You kind of go, man, I, I know they're they're down in FCS, but look at the games that they've won at that level, the success they've had, and the division, the FBS teams that they've knocked off over the years. And by the way, not only that, but you you don't understand the, the grief I'm taking. This is like the Johnson Bowl <laughs> because that's my home state. Right. Uh, most of my family are North Dakota State fans. The trash talking has been going on for years on this game already, and it's only intensifying now that we're getting into, you know, sight of that game coming up. It, First off, uh, I, I, I finally told a cousin the other day, I said, listen, you keep talking this way, you're not staying at the house. I'm going to make you pay for a hotel room. It's getting just unbearable on my end, the trash talking for my family in this game. But, no, that, that's that's not an easy game. And, you, you know, they kind of felt as if they had a down year this last year because, you know, goodness gracious, uh, Jim, they only got to the national semifinals yeah. this past year. Went 11-4, and four, I think, and ended up getting beat by the eventual national champion, as I remember. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, a great program. And, and they don't shy away from playing big boys, and they seem to, on a regular basis, knock them out. So a great challenge. And, and think about the way their schedule is set up. If you're Coach Prime of the Buffaloes, you've got this you know, FCS team coming in the week before you play at Nebraska, two weeks before playing at Colorado State. You better not be glancing ahead in that ball game because I guarantee you, you'll get beat by the Bison. Yeah, that that's uh, that, that's their ability to do that to and, and nobody should be lulled asleep by North Dakota State anymore no, when they play no, them uh, nope. the, with all the success they've had uh, with upsets against FBS programs. You mentioned the game at Nebraska uh, following that uh, on September seventh, then the trip, the very short trip to Fort Collins uh, for the Rocky Mountain Showdown on September fourteenth, and then the first official Big Twelve game at Folsom Field as Baylor comes in to take on Colorado. Yeah, you get uh, one of the old uh, Big 12 rivals in that one, and and uh, so, you know, looking forward to that and, and seeing what happens with, with the Big 12. And, you know, but the way the schedule sets up, though, you know, the, the following week out of Central Florida, I was joking on a show the other day, I said, nothing says Big 12 <laughs> football like Colorado at Central Florida. Yeah, but, that, you know, that was a crack I made the other day, too. <laughs> the schedule's like, yeah, that's a traditional, 
traditional powers, the the, the history between these two programs. Yeah. You know, I, I did see that, that Prime uh, was loving that game. He was talking on FS1 the other day, talking about how he loved that game, being a central or a, a Florida guy, rather. And, you know, the two buys were kind of interesting. The first week of uh, October, first week of, of November. I'm never a big fan of two buys in the season, but they've got them in Kansas State and, you know, Arizona. Then you got a Cincinnati coming home uh, back here at Folsom Field at Texas Tech, Utah, Kansas, Oklahoma State. So, yeah, it, it's a fun schedule. I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be great for Colorado, and, and uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do. I, I think they've got a real opportunity this season, but you, you better be dialed in each and every week because, you know, is there – you know, is, is Michigan on there? Is Georgia on there? Is Alabama on there? No, but every week you seem to be facing a, a potential pitfall and a quality program, and so uh, I think that that's a very challenging schedule when you look at it from top to bottom. And, and Kansas is not what Kansas has been. I mean, this is a, a vastly right. improved program, and that's game's going to be at Arrowhead, which will be add to kind of the the, the interest, a little yep. wrinkle, and that uh, that return, you know, that that matchup once again with the Jayhawks. Well, and think of that, you know, Jim. So Kansas has been much improved, as you're talking, playing at Arrowhead. Uh, you've got the other basketball school at Arizona, which all of a sudden had a very good now, – now they did lose their coach, but, but still that program has been on the rise. And so, you know, you, you look through – I don't know who the real who, – who's the real, you know, cream puff on that schedule yeah. right there as you look at it. I, I don't know that I see one. Baylor has had some great years here. Central Florida is a talented program that's just trying to figure things out, rising to the Big 12. Kansas State is always, you know, very salty. And Arizona, which was up this past season. Cincinnati is, is just as recently as, what, two, three years ago uh, was in the playoffs. Uh, and, and so you've got, I mean, you know, Texas Tech, Utah, Kansas, the way they are right now, Oklahoma State. There, there's, I don't, I, right now you don't see it. Things change by the time we get to, uh, you know, uh, September, October, November. But you don't see when you go, well, that's automatically a win. We'll just write that one down. I think that's a very challenging schedule. Because yeah, Colorado State, we saw what happened uh, with, yeah. you know, in that, that overtime game, the, the battle between uh, those two programs. You know that Jay Norvell is going to have the Rams, I think, an improved team in, in 2024. And there's a little, you know, there's the, you know, it's always been a rivalry game. And you know, some of the things that were said with by Jay to, to Coach Prime, that uh, of course uh, adds uh, to to the intrigue when when they hook up at Canvas Stadium, coming up uh, to start out the football season. One final thing uh, about football, Coach Prime, uh, you referenced he was on uh, Undisputed and uh, released the schedule. He also mentioned that a couple of schools reached out to him, and that he made it very clear that he he wants to continue to do the job he's hired to do, which is turn the Colorado Buffalo's football program around. He loves the state. Said he'd been out snowmobiling a, 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 like the last couple of days or whatever, and there does seem to be a sense that he he loves the fan base, he loves where he's at in Colorado right now. Does that mean it's going to be forever? Does that mean he could you know he's never going to change his mind? I think that's you know that's unlikely. You know, at some point he's going to probably look to other places, but right now it seems like he is very enthralled with with you know with living in this state and the culture of Colorado and being part of it. He seems very invested, I think. I mean, when, when you watch it, um, and you kind of sit and, and see what he's involved in and, and you know, where his, his activities are at this point, I was a little surprised to see him on the snowmobiles the other day. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to talk him into going team roping with me. We haven't got that done yet. But, uh, uh, but no, he does. He, he does seem like he is dialed in, invested, uh, committed, putting roots down. I know he's bought some more land here recently. And uh, I, you know, there was that deal about the seven million dollar mansion the other day there in Golden. I, you know, I don't, 
I don't know if that's the case. I still see it. I saw it just today. It's still for sale. So I don't know what the deal was <laughs> there. But, you know, hey, if he, you know, if he moves to Golden, i got to go through, right by his place on the way to Boulder so I can pick him up on the way to work. Sure, yeah. You could, you could carpool. That'd be well, great. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. You know, he, you know I, I'm not sure he'd appreciate it. Most of the dogs are in the back seat with me, so I'm not sure if he'd appreciate that. But but uh, nonetheless, I think it'd be kind of, kind of fun to do that. But, no, he does. He, he does seem like he's very... Uh, committed to where he's at, and I think that's that's uh, great news for Colorado fans, and and I'm just excited to see where your number two goes, and and after that we'll see where it all goes, you know. Hey, Mark, I appreciate the time. Uh, thanks again, and have a great call coming up Saturday when the Buffs play at Utah. All right, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes. So, we didn't. I hope we didn't start something there. I we didn't start anything. This started. You know, that's okay. If you got Mark Johnson there, he likes to talk like this, Jim. He's got this big, deep voice, and he goes on forever. So those segments will take a little bit longer than you think they will. That's, I got the feeling that Mark, that Mark did not uh, feel that the Jerry, no no offense to Jerry, he's got, got wonderful pipes. Yeah. That the pipes quite matched up to what, right. what Mark brings to the table. And it sounds like this maybe is not the first shot. Probably right. not. This is a sounds like this is an ongoing thing. I think so. Between a couple of good dudes. Yeah. I just, I, I couldn't I, look. I've we goof around. I've goofed around yeah. and and imitated Mark. I don't think I could ever. <laughs> I think I could ever do it uh-uh. for Mark while he's on the air. I just don't think I could ever do it. Speaking of pipes, we went out to dinner Monday night when we got home because. The meat we got out of the freezer was bad. Right. Went to this place here locally, guy checking us out at the register. Super deep pipes. Like, he started talking, and I literally turned around and was like, jeepers, creepers. My wife didn't even notice. My mother-in-law knew it right away, too. She looked at me. I looked at her like, dang, what's this guy wasting wasting time here? But I didn't want to give him a it's like what the Ted, a Remember the Ted Williams guy, the... The homeless gentleman yeah. that I didn't want to give this guy a lead because I still, you know, want to work for my living and I can't do a real job. But still, I was like, dang, what pipes? But also think about this, too. There are times where you have guys and, and Mark is the exception because Mark is extremely uh-huh. conversational and super bright and, yeah. and has, has an incredible voice of guys that have incredible voices and... I, unless I'm reading this, I don't know what they're, they're not good at mm-hmm. at communicating, interviewing, having a conversation, yeah. and that they're neither am I, and I don't have good pipes. It's a but, wonder. But, but, but that's okay. No, you don't sticking around. You have, a, you have a delightful voice. You do. It's delightful. Bordering on no, it's not music to my ears. Bordering on uh, like a small dog barking gently. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's giving you. Giving you some grief. Some music to the ears <laughs> when there's an emergency. He answered. Oh, thank God. 742. I always appreciate Mark coming on. All right, it's time for... Or maybe the last time. I maybe I need to text Mark after this, make sure that we're that we're good. But once again, we're not the ones who yeah, said it. Yeah, we didn't it. say it. Yeah. All right, it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And it is 100% coincidence that this is my sound check. This comes to us from last night's TNT game 
where Kevin Harlan was tasked with doing an ad read, which has some wonky words in it that you don't usually say in a broadcast. Metropolis has been invaded, and you must face the very heroes who once protected it. Do the impossible in Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Can I say that? <laughs> when it launches on February 2nd. You said it. Feels like I've broken an FCC rule right there. So Zingus puts that up and in. Right back to the play-by-play, -play too. Kevin Harlan. Can I, can, I, can I say that? Kill the Justice League. Kill the Justice League. Can I say that? Who once protected it? Do the impossible in Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Can I say that? Love it. All right. Can I say that? Can I say that? Is that all right? And Reg, you just did. You just did, Kevin. All right, 743. Up next, uh, head coach of the Montrose Red Ox girls basketball team, Steve Skiff will join us on the Jim Davis Show on the team's sports network. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Montrose girls basketball with Coach Steve Skiff on the team. And Steve Skiff brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Coach of the Montrose girls basketball team, Steve Skiff. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning. How are you today? Doing fine. Uh, Tough loss for your basketball team on your home floor Tuesday night. Central's been red hot, but uh, your team, just a, a three-point loss to them, and, and you got really good production from, from a couple of your uh, your standouts, the, the, the triplets that you have uh, with, uh, right. with Macy Oberg and, and Maggie Legg, 16 and 15 points respectively, but, but Tegan Rocco held to just five points. Uh, Central, uh, they just keep rolling. They've now won eight straight games and a couple of wins against your team, Steve. Yeah, they are. They're they're on a roll, and uh, Coach Stone doing a good job with them. And you know, for us, it was just kind of a slow start. It took us a while to get going in that game, and then um, once we finally did, um, you know, give Christina Mandanaris a lot of credit. She had a lot of tough shots coming down the stretch. She's playing really well during their streak right now. And so, yeah, we came up short, but uh, couldn't be happier with the effort out of the girls, and just you know, really trying to fight back we were down all game and and uh did make it close at the end there yeah you, you outscored the warriors 13 to 8 in the fourth quarter to just come up a little bit short with that three-point loss uh christina manzanares was 16 points for mary doan's team she just uh she's having an incredible season she's probably put herself in position to i would think be the, the southwestern league player of the year yeah she's just she's tough and you know she plays hard for 32 minutes and and, and that's the thing you know and you know, offensively, she's just she's tough to guard because she can shoot the outside three ball, and but yet she'll go to the basket, um, make it shots around the basket, or get herself to the foul line. So yeah, she's having an outstanding season, and um, she's kind of given us a bugaboo the last couple times we played her. You're probably glad you're you're through a central enough to see <laughs> see them the rest of the season. Uh, we're talking with Steve Skiff, the coach of the Montrose girls basketball team, uh, Red Hot girls, eleven and five, one and three in league. But but Steve the the positive thing here to talk about is as we look start to look closer uh, at the start of the the state basketball tournament, the the RPI standings right now. You're currently sixth in those numbers. Interesting how the RPI works. You're you're sixth, and right now Central seventeenth in those uh, in those numbers. But uh, 
you put yourself in a really good position because of the schedule that you played uh, to have one of the you know the, the the higher seeds coming up in the in the state basketball tournament potentially. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're building for over the next couple of weeks. You know, we play, I think, seven games over the next two and a half weeks. And so, um, you know, that's going to be kind of tough in its own right. But it's also, again, some pretty good competition. So that should get us playoff ready. We're excited where we're at. You know, those RPI standings, I mean, they change minute to minute, hour to hour. So we don't put a lot of stock into it quite yet. But we, where we are sitting, we're, we're happy with. And hopefully we'll have the opportunity to maybe host a couple games for the playoffs. Steve Skiff, Montrose girls basketball coach, uh, with us. And you have Grand Junction on Friday night. Um, Sydney Brandon, I think, in, in her second year, the, the Tigers have made some improvements. They're, they're a four-win basketball team this season. They have yet to win in league play. Uh, Nereus Sills has been the, the senior for them, has, has led the way with almost 10 points per game. But uh, there's some young talent there for, for Sydney Brandon. Uh, Harper Young, the, the freshman, uh, has got some length. She's uh, their second-leading scorer. Uh, they also have gotten a, a good season from Hayden Bennell, who's just a sophomore. She's playing a lot of sophomores, and at some point in time, that's going to pay off for Grand Junction. But right now, it's a team that, that really is struggling, and good opportunity on your home floor to to grab another league victory if you play well. It is. You know, Coach Brandon's doing a good job. They are a much improved basketball team, just getting to, to watch them on film and stuff like that. Like you said, you know, they have a really nice outside-inside game. They have some posts that can score around the basket. They can shoot the three um, on a regular basis. So, yeah, we're excited to be at home again and, and really want to try to, you know, build some momentum by getting uh, a league victory on our home floor. As you make the push toward the the, the end of the regular season, uh, of course you got Battle Mountain coming up and then uh, you have Fruit of Monument uh, coming up on the 6th as well. And uh, that matchup with Delta on the 8th, and Delta's girls are playing really, really well right now. I mean, these are some games for you that uh, will certainly help that RPI that we talked about, but also get your team ready for the postseason because you're going to play some really good competition uh, here the next few weeks. Definitely we will, and that's, that's what we're excited for. That's, you know, I, you know I, I keep telling the girls, you know, we want to play those games against Fruta and um, Delta. And even though we came up short the other night against Central, that's a good quality basketball team that's, doing nothing but helping us get ready you know for postseason play so um yeah we're, we're excited for those matchups you know we're excited to have a few of those at home uh, we always get a good good crowd in the gym and, and it's a fun atmosphere to play in as we head toward the end of the regular season steve what are a couple of things you still feel like your team needs to improve upon as you get ready for the, the state tournament yeah i still think we're trying to find our way offensively um you know the girls do such a great job of of playing defense and, and each and every night, you know, they bring their defensive game. And, and I think that that's huge offensively. We're still struggling a little bit to get the ball in the basket, but uh, you know, I think one of these games, hopefully we kind of break loose to that and it gives us a lot of confidence. So we can take that moving forward. And coming up tomorrow night over on the monkey, 95, seven here in the Valley, 93.5 in Montrose, Pat Hooley and Lance Reddy will have the call of uh, the Montrose girls and boys hosting Grand Junction pregame at 5.15. Girls tip it at 5.30. The boys uh, somewhere around 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Once again, on the monkey in Montrose, 93.5 FM, and then the Valley here at 95.7 FM. Southwestern League showdown between the Montrose Redhawks and the Grand Junction Tigers. Steve, always appreciate it. It was good seeing you at Fruita the other day, and uh, always appreciate you coming on and talking uh, Montrose girls basketball with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, take care. Steve Skiff, coach of the Montrose Girls, uh, joining us on the program 
this morning. Once again, catch it on the monkey tomorrow night, 93.5 in Montrose, 95.7 here in the Valley. So if you're a Red Hawk fan, Tiger fan, we'll have it on tomorrow night for you over on the monkey. All right, nine or seven fifty-three. Boy, it's moving in. I oh, want to get. Yeah, in, I want to get. I want to, I want to get you out of here today. Yeah. Seven fifty-three. Jim of the Buckeye Boy. Nine fifty-three Eastern. It is nine fifty-three Eastern. I did text Jerry. Mm-hmm. I I did ask him. Uh, or I'm Jerry. I, I texted Mark. I should oh, say. I said, okay. Do we need to ban Jerry? You know, from the mm-hmm. the impersonation. Yeah. Mark, being the gracious, kind human being that he is, he said, "Let's give him another chance." Let's give him one more chance. What a guy. He's just that kind of guy. Uh, what a guy. Go on an RJ and Delta. Jim, now that Ben Johnson's staying in Detroit, Lions offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. there's still head coaching openings in the NFL. A name that hasn't really surfaced this year in head coach interviews is Eric Bieniemy. Funny how he never materialized as a hot prospect. And it is interesting that you've not heard... You know, with Washington looking for a new head coach and his status there as the OC, yeah, certainly very much, you know, pro- probably will not be the OC with a new head coach You're coming in. You're not getting as much retread coaches as you have in the past, right? And so there's always new, hot, young uh, offensive, defensive assistants, coordinators, all these candidates that window seems open and ben johnson may fall victim to this too windows only open for a finite amount of time and whether it's because he quote interviews poorly unquote or for whatever reason the enemy for a couple three years at the end in kansas city never got that head coaching chance and now it seems like the carousels moved past him to where he's no longer the hot young candidate which everybody always wants to go after like a Mike McDaniel, a Mike McDonald, uh, Ben Johnson, you know, Jonathan Gannon, you know, all these other guys that he just never, his window might be closed. That That, that isn't a distinct possibility now. It really is. 